0: thought is going to be shared from the book of 1 Samuel and uh, let's go to 1 Samuel chapter 12 1 Samuel chapter 12 verse 3 here I stand testify against me in the presence of the Lord and his anointed whose ox have I taken whose donkey have I taken whom have I cheated whom have I oppressed from whose hand have I accepted a bribe to make me shut my eyes? So uh, actually uh, the verse is not complete, but uh, what I'm uh, the the setting behind this verse, uh, Samuel's farewell speech, he's going to be dying soon, so before he dies, he wants to die with a clear conscience. So he's going out to the people, and he's uh, uh, made everybody assemble. Everybody, the people of Israel, the anointed, the king of Israel, the future king of Israel, everybody. Okay, so everybody are assembled there. And he's, he wants to, he's asking people a question. Have I wronged anybody? Have I stolen from anybody? Have I accepted a bribe from somebody? So, you know, he's saying now would be the time to speak up. And not just that, he says the last line, how it fit, the verse finishes. It says... If I have done any of these things, I will make it right. A very important truth is being shared in the scripture. It says, if I have wronged anybody, if I have done any of these things by mistake or deliberately, I want to make it right. you know today we live in a in a day and age where uh, we use these magic words sorry a lot you know uh, but that's not enough in the eyes of the Lord. Just repenting alone is not enough. I like the verse that is said in Daniel, uh, Daniel chapter 4. It says, renounce your sins by doing what is right. It is very important that your renouncing of sin or repenting of your sin must be accompanied by doing or setting things right or by doing the right things, the things that are favorable in the eyes of the Lord. Uh, It's not enough. So let me just read the verse. Uh, Daniel chapter 4, uh, verse 27. Therefore, O king, be pleased to accept my advice. That is Daniel, recounting to the king. Renounce your sins by doing what is right and your wickedness by being kind to the oppressed. It may be then that your prosperity will continue. So, you know, it's very important for us to not just say sorry but to also make things right the perfect example see uh, you know that's another part where the old testament and the new testament complement each other there are two scriptures from the new testament that say uh, for example in matthew chapter 5 it says um, uh, matthew chapter 5 verse 23 it says therefore if you are offering your gift at the altar and there remember that your brother has something against you. Leave your gift there in front of the altar. First go and be reconciled to your brother. Then come and offer your gift. You know, um, it's, it's so beautiful how the New Testament and the Old Testament complement each other. The, the the spirit of the Lord, the, the, what the Lord is intending to teach through both the Old Testament and the New Testament is same. Uh, so, you know, it says... If your brother has something against you, it doesn't mean that you have something against your brother. If your brother, even if your neighbor or brother has something uh, uh, against you or was offended by you and you know that, you are made aware of that, then leave your gift there, go and reconcile, try to make things right between the two of you and then come back and offer your gift on the altar and then you will be accepted. Uh, a similar verse, uh, you know, this, is, this was a teaching of Jesus, but this was uh, an action. This was, um, an, uh, you know, uh, somebody fulfilled those words. Let's go to the book of uh, Luke chapter 19. Uh, Luke chapter 19, it's about the story of Zacchaeus, the tax collector. So uh, G- he sees Jesus and uh, Jesus tells Zacchaeus, come, I'm going to come to your house today. Uh, I'm going to be a guest in your house. Uh, and uh, look at Zacchaeus's answer, uh, you know, uh, but Zacchaeus stood up and said, Lord, look, here and now I give my possessions, half my possessions to the poor. And if I have cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. So, you know, uh, a very beautiful thought that uh, uh, supports the words of Samuel. He says, if I have wronged anybody, I will set things right. Am I a person like that? Am I a person who really wants to please God by setting things right? Or am I just uh, sticking to the sorry Lord, I'm sorry Lord. You know, we flood the Lord's altar with sorries and uh, please and you know, but that's not what God requires. God requires that, but he also wants you to go ahead and put things right. So let me just sum it up once again uh, it comes in uh, 1 Samuel 12 verse uh, uh, 3 Whom have I cheated whom have I oppressed from whose hand have I accepted a bribe uh, if I have done any of these things I will make it right uh you know and there's another so uh, this scenario or this particular thought is supported by three cases in the book of 1 Samuel itself now the second case is about uh Saul. Let's uh, go to let's go to uh, one Samuel fourteen one Samuel fourteen thirty-seven one Samuel fourteen verses thirty-seven. Okay? Uh so uh, let's read from 36 Saul said let us go down after the Philistines by night and plunder them till dawn and let us not leave one of them alive do whatever seems best to you they replied but the priest said let us inquire of the Lord here Uh, so Saul asked God shall I go down after the Philistines will you give them into Israel's hand but God did not answer him that day you know by this time Saul uh, has sinned And compromised on the commands of God. And because of that, the Lord is silent. But immediately look at Saul's answer. Um, Verse 38, Saul therefore said, Come here all you who are leaders of the army and let us find out what sin has been committed today. As surely as the Lord lives, uh, um, even if it lies with my son Jonathan, he shall die. But not one uh, one of the men said a word. So, you know, even in this particular scenario, um, uh, when the Lord is silent, when the Lord uh, uh, is not replying Saul of a, of a question that he asked God, immediately Saul has the sense to call the people, his leaders, and say, come, let us ask, let us check what have been done wrong in this camp. If anything has been done wrong, did, is God displeased with something? Let us put it right is is that the uh, story of my life am i am i just flooding the lord's altar with tears and saying lord sorry 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 or am i saying you know there are there will be periods in our life where god is silent uh, there might be a, a period where i am putting out the spirit's fire because of my sin and my compromise uh, so am i then looking back and seeing and, and asking myself Have I done anything wrong? Have I uh, done anything wrong to hurt God, to offend God, uh, to displease God? If yes, don't just stop with the sorry. Oh, Lord, I'm so sorry. Do something to put things right. Do it. Now, there's another scenario in the book of uh, 1 Samuel. Uh, It is in 1 Samuel chapter 25. Uh, let's go it's the story of abigail abigail one chap uh, one samuel chapter 25 Uh, let's first read uh, verses 6 to 8 okay one samuel chapter 25 Uh, as you know david has been you know living as a fugitive and hiding from saul because saul was after his life so he would go to different parts of Israel in and hide himself in caves and live there for a period till the next danger would come. So uh, he lived in a location where Nabal, a very rich man, uh, who, you know, uh, was who had several sheep. I mean, they were all in that locality. And David and his men never once took anything from Nabal or stole their sheep. In fact, he was like a watchman, a, a guard for the sheep so he protected the things of nabal so when the sheep shearing time came uh, david sendwood as you know uh, living as a fugitive you're, you're living in very dire conditions you don't have any uh, ample food or uh, good dresses so they're just living like uh, you know uh, they're, they're running away from salt so they don't have anything much with them to live a lavish life so as it's sheep shearing time Uh, david sends some people to nabal and says see we have taken care of your sheep Uh, give your servants something uh, to bless us you know because we are living uh, in dire circumstances and nabal answers very rudely that's how it sees in 1 samuel 25 6 to 8 it says uh, say to him that is, uh, David is sending people and say uh, asking his men to tell Nabal, long life to you, good health to you and your household and good health to all that is yours. Now I hear that it is sheep shearing time. When your shepherds were here with us, we did not ill-treat them and the whole army, uh, nothing and the whole time they were in Carmel, nothing of theirs was missing. Ask your own servants and they will tell you. Therefore, be favorable towards my young men. Since we come at a festive time, please give your servants and your son David whatever you can find for them. You know, David didn't demand saying, I want this or I want that. He says, whatever you can, just bless your servants during this festive time. And look at uh, Nabal's reply. Uh, uh, It says, when David's men arrived, they gave Nabal this message in David's name. Then they waited. Nabal answered David's servants, Who is this David? Who is the son of Jesse? Many servants are breaking away from their masters these days. Why should I take my bread and water and the meat I have slaughtered for my shearers and give it to men coming from who knows where? So David was very upset with this response and he's very angry and furious and he says, Okay, I'm going to do something. I'm going to go and I'm going to... There won't be one a live male left in Nabal's household. Let it be a slave, let it be anybody from Nabal's household. Every male is going to be killed. So David is, uh, the answer is taken back to David. David becomes furious, assembles his men and then goes to attack Nabal. And in the way, on the way, uh, a servant uh, here sees all this and goes running to Abigail uh, and tells Abigail, Nabal's wife, See, this is what uh, your master has done Uh, and David has been such a good man, you know. So, what is uh, this uh, wife of uh, Nabal doing? Let's read in verse 18, okay, Uh, Abigail lost no time. She took 200 loaves of bread, two skins of wine, five dressed sheep, five sias of roasted grain, a hundred cakes of raisins and 200 cakes of pressed figs and loaded them on donkeys. You know, so she wanted to set the mistake of Nabal right. She knew that if she ignored it, there would be some Uh, danger that would come upon this family so you know it's not just enough to say okay I'm going to set my mistakes right if it is in your power if it is people in your life if it is your father your mother your husband your uh, good friend who has wronged somebody if it is in your hands if it is possible with you you also try to set things right that is really being an ambassador of Christ so uh, three lessons from three people one from the life of Samuel, one from Saul's incident, even though he was a sinner and displeased God, he was eager to set things right with God. And uh, then comes Abigail. So three scenarios where we have to learn, you know, even the Old Testament have, has beautiful lessons to teach us. And this particular thought is, do not just say sorry, but go out of your way, if it is in your power, to set things right as well. Uh, do not just stay back and uh, have a look or uh, flood the altar of God with tears. But he says, leave your gift on the altar, leave your prayer where it is, try to go and reconcile. Now you can do only so much. If the other person does not want to be reconciled, you cannot do anything but try your best. So that is uh, this is the message that the Lord taught me when I was studying the book of 1 Samuel. Uh, you know, even if it is others mistakes, people who you are close with quickly waste no time as Abigail, uh, it said here, uh, uh, Abigail lost no time. You know, sometimes we take our own sweet time to go and uh, rectify our mistakes, uh, you know, to put things right. But don't waste any time when you know, when you have come to the knowledge that something you have done to hurt people or hurt God, leave everything there, try to go and make it better. Uh, try to make amends. Don't say it is none of my business. It is uh, that person's business. Let him go and sort it out. No, if it is in your power. So remember, when one part suffers, the whole body suffers. Uh, we are the body of Christ. Uh, you cannot say, okay, me and my business. Every part suffers. when one. Uh, if my stomach is paining, my whole body is going to be uh, in agony. So this is uh, the lesson that I was... Uh, taught by God. Hope it blesses you too.